What's up, everybody? This is Edgar Martin from the Q&E Podcast, just bringing you this message that today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. It could be sports, entertainment, or anything else that you feel people might want to listen to. Once again, that's podgo.co, P-O-D-G-O dot C-O, Podgo. You are now listening to the Q&E Podcast. Is this what you want? Huh? Is this what you want? We're coming in again, What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Q&E Podcast. You are here with your boy Q Hicks right now. And I got Edgar on the other line. Edgar, tell the people what's good. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Q&E Podcast. We got a lot coming for y'all today. Julio Jones in the trade mix. Is Atlanta finally losing its best player to ever wear a Hawks, not a Hawks, a, a Falcons uniform? And yes, that includes Dion, uh, because I feel Julio has made a bigger, a bigger impact. Uh, we got that to talk Whoa. about. We got a lot of uh, ooh, we got a lot of NBA Bitcoin shit to talk contracts, about. NBA award predictions. We're gonna talk about Steve, Steve Harvey ass, Steve Harvey, yeah. man, Oscars. Where we got a lot of shit on the docket for today, bro. And we also are debuting. Our one hit wonder versus. So definitely stay tuned yes. for that with the Pastor Ox segment. Definitely stay tuned. And also, I just want to say appreciate everybody that has been supporting the channel. We just got to 150 episodes yesterday. Just want to thank everybody for subscribing, everybody for tuning in, especially when you tune in for the lives and comment. Definitely comment uh, on these episodes, but we just appreciate all of it, man. We wouldn't be here without you guys. Definitely subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the YouTube. And definitely, let's keep this train moving. We appreciate all of you guys. And y'all already know, every Thursday at 9 a.m., we are on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. Definitely check us out at 9 a.m. Eastern time every Thursday. We just dive into way more in-depth uh, NBA and basketball topics over there. All right, bro, let's dive in with the Julio Jones trade. So Julio is on the block at this point. The, the owner said he was trying to be murky with his comments, but he basically said Julio is on the block, but he can't get traded until June because of his contract. Where First, where do you think his best landing spot is? And do you think this is the right move for the Falcons as well? Uh, I think his best spot will most likely be Baltimore. Um, and I, I put it on the poll. We'll get into the poll when we get into the two wild Wednesday. But I think Baltimore is a great spot for him because we've been talking about how Lamar Jackson needs someone to throw to. As great as Hollywood Brown is, he cannot be a number one receiving option. And outside of Hollywood, you, you really ain't got too much to throw to. So I feel you could possibly include, include Hollywood in a trade or maybe multiple police pieces plus some picks. For Julio Jones, and then if you got Mark Ingram back there with uh with uh Lamar Jackson throwing the football and his dual threat with running, if you just drop Julio into that, I feel like he'll have a great target. Uh, but other than the Ravens, I say possibly the Patriots, so Cam could get somebody. I feel like Washington, <laughs> Washington, even though Washington ain't got nobody big name that quarterback, they need wide receivers desperately. So if we're just looking at teams that desperately need a wide receiver, I'm looking at Washington. And I also like that Patriots one as well. I feel like they always get wide receivers at this point in their careers. Like right. they're, they're not past their prime, but they're like at the back end of it. 
And I feel like Julio is at that point right now. So we can see a whole Randy Moss transformation. Even though Brady ain't there, they looking at a quarterback. Maybe him and Cam can have that type of chemistry. I don't know, but I do like the Patriots for um, for Julio Jones as well. And like you said, like I said before, do you think this is the, the best move for Atlanta, though? Uh, I don't know, because they've been talking about who Atlanta is going to draft uh, tomorrow for the NFL draft. Uh, they've been saying Kyle Pitts has a chance to go there. So if you lose a Julio Jones, if you're rebuilding, Kyle Pitts is not a bad person to start rebuilding around. But they've been saying that uh, the Falcons could be trying to get a quarterback. You know, it's a sticky situation. Matt Ryan only has like mm-hmm. one, maybe two years left. So it wouldn't be crazy for Atlanta to get a Zach Wilson or a Justin Fields or something like that, you know. So it, it's just going to come down to Atlanta making a smart decision when it comes to their future right now because Matt Ryan, his time is about up in Atlanta. I, I honestly feel if he's not traded, I don't feel like they're going to try and renew a contract with him. So it's going to come down to what Atlanta wants to do moving forward, whether they're going to rebuild or just try to still stick with Matt Ryan. If they're sticking with Matt Ryan, they're going to draft Pitts. But if they're drafting a quarterback, they won't care to trade Julio Jones because they'll be rebuilding anyway. I think I honestly think Matt Ryan is still a solid enough quarterback to get the job done. They're, they're so talented. That's the one thing about Atlanta. They're always so talented. But whether it's just injuries or just choking, it's always something that bites them. But they're still talented, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And I'm hearing at number four, they would pick Kyle Pitts. So, uh, bruh. Uh, offense, I know they're talking about trailing Julio, but even an offense with Kevin Ridley, you got Matt Ryan, you got um Pitts, that's still solid, bro. And even if they still keep a Julio, that shit is dynamic at that point, bro. So I would like to see them move forward with a Matt Ryan and draft a Kyle Pitts, but I wouldn't be opposed to trading back either. Like, acquire more players. Like, you need to build a defense. Your secondary really needs it, especially your secondary. So I would like to see them trade back. But if they were to stand pat, I would like to see them draft a wide receiver. Even though people critique Matt Ryan, I just don't think this is the right time, especially when he still has years on his contract that you're still going to have to rock out with him. So there's no point of wasting a a top five pick on a quarterback when you're still going to have Matt Ryan paying him big money for the next couple of years. It honestly wouldn't make sense to me. So I would just rock out with Matt Ryan for the next couple of years. I don't think it's too much more big money left on his contract. Like I I feel like if you're Atlanta, you can sacrifice drafting a quarterback and keeping that quarterback as a backup for one or two seasons. And then once Matt Ryan is done, like move on with Justin Fields or whoever you draft, Zach Wilson or whoever, you know, I, I feel like having that back. And plus by then it'll be a halfway point for that rookie quarterback to where they'll be one or two years away from their big contract signing, you know? So I feel like it, it wouldn't be a terrible situation to draft a quarterback and prepare Matt Ryan to finish his career in Atlanta or go somewhere else in free agency. But like I said, if they're drafting Kyle Pitts, then it wouldn't make sense to trade Julio because it, it sounds it like you're trying. It wouldn't. It's, yeah. yeah it sounds like you're trying to give Matt Ryan a true offense. So if you trade, if you trade Kyle, I mean, if you draft Kyle Pitts, do not trade Julio Jones. If you draft a quarterback, okay, trade Julio because you just um rebuilding all around at this point. Yeah, so I definitely agree with that point, bro. If you got, bro, if you trade a Julio, you you damn near take him, bro. Like you don't give a fuck about winning if you trade in the best receiver yep. in the league. That's point blank, period. So if you st- stick with Julio, and you draft Pitts. I think this team could be solid next year, bro. Like 
they're too good offensively, even though they're they're Atlanta. So you're gonna expect the choke. They're so talented, bro. You add somebody like Pitts, who a lot of people say is the best player in the draft, one of the most talented prospects we've ever seen. You add that to Atlanta, that's too much, bro. That's too much. Matt Ryan hasn't lost any arm strength, bro. It's just it's just is he getting old at this point? But he has that same arm that he had back in his prime years when he won MVP, like in 2016. He still he still can be that type of quarterback. So I wouldn't give up on him this soon, and I would hold off on the uh the quarterback situation and quarterback drafting. Let's move forward with the Teddy Bridgewater trade. Check down, check, uh, <sighs> Teddy is on the move. Um, I think he was traded from the Carolina Panthers to Denver for a six round pick. Yep, and. I'm looking at Drew Locke, bro. Drew Locke, what's going to happen with Drew? You said this was your MVP candidate last year, and it looks like Teddy might be here to take his spot, though. I I have no words. <laughs> I really have no words. Uh, Drew Locke definitely was a dark horse for me when it came to the MVP debate. Uh, but Teddy Bridgewater going over there is a clear sign that Denver does not have all their chips in on Drew Locke because you bring in a quarterback like Teddy – it's like, okay, this is somebody that could potentially be a starter. Like, you don't dra- – not draft, but you don't trade for somebody like Teddy just to have him sitting on the bench. Like, no, you're you're expecting him to start if you're the Denver I Broncos. Mean, I, I don't know, bro. I think they, they, they got Teddy in there just to – just to compete with a Drew Locke and to push a Drew Locke. Because I think last year Drew Locke was just way too comfortable in his position, and that's why we didn't see him at his full potential because he just thought – I'm the guy. I have nobody who's really competing with me. But now you got somebody like Teddy Bridgewater in here who's going to push you. Because if you're not playing every week, we got Teddy Bridgewater who's a serviceable quarterback and can get the job done. We've seen it last year with Carolina, even though they didn't have a good record. Teddy was playing well for that team. So I think we can see the same thing in Denver. And I wouldn't rule out them drafting a quarterback either. If the quarterback ends up falling to them or if they feel like Justin Fields can slip back in this draft, I wouldn't be mad if they got another quarterback. Well, that would be a weird situation. That would be a it weird was. situation if they draft a quarterback after trading to get Teddy Bridgewater. So you got Drew Locke and Teddy but you, Bridgewater. You traded a six pick. You, said you, tried to, you tried a six-round pick. Like, what is that? That ain't nothing. Yeah, but but I'm saying, though, you, you'll be in a situation where you have a rookie quarterback and two vets, but the vets aren't – neither one of them are automatic start material, and you got a rookie. And it depends on which yeah. rookie quarterback you have at that point. Mm. Like, it really depends. So, I feel like that's a sticky quarterback situation because who are you? It, the whole offseason is going to be a dog fight for the starting position. And that's what you want, be, though. That's what you it want. It won't be a clear decision, though. I don't think it'll be a clear decision on who's going to start. It will be clear. I think I it, know, it, could, it could be clear. It could be clear. And I don't say the quarterback just the quarter if they draft a quarterback. I'm not saying that the quarterback comes in and is up there with Drew Locke and and with Teddy Bridgewater because he would need experience, especially if it was a Fields or a Trey Lance who drops down to them. I think they would need time, and they would you would give them time. You give them a Teddy Bridgewater, just throw out there and just be the bridge quarterback until the rookie gets ready. But I think this is just a big indicator on Drew Locke, bro. Nobody, they don't believe in you, bro. A lot of people was on that Drew Locke bandwagon. It wasn't just you last year. A lot of people was on that Drew Locke bandwagon, and now we're looking at Drew Locke like, are you the guy? Can you be the guy? Is this even going to work for you in Denver? The reason I was trying to build an MVP case for him, not not necessarily on his skills per se, but on the fact that I feel with the talent around him, I felt he could have done enough to get them possibly to a playoff spot. Even if it was like the sixth, seventh spot or whatever for the playoffs, I feel like even if they just barely made it in, if it was on Drew Locke's shoulders, that would have made a case for him for MVP. So I was basing my 
my theory on how well he could do with the pieces around him to get them where they needed to be. If it was just a talent standpoint, no, I don't think Drew Locke would have been in the MVP conversation. But he was in a good situation with the talent that he had and the division that they're in. It's a it's a little tough, but it's not too tough for them to make the playoffs. So I, I feel like he had a chance. Yeah, you got now, you got the Chiefs in that division. Shit. But all you gotta do is be second. You just and you got the Raiders. The you got but some the tough Raiders, niggas in that division. But the Raiders, if the Broncos are 100 healthy and they playing the right way, I feel like they could give the Raiders a dog fight. But if they're not the Raider, not the Raiders, but the Broncos aren't always healthy, so that's a big flag on them. Yeah, bro. I I, I like Teddy though, bro. But so who would you predict who who would be the starter and on day one? Between Teddy and Drew Lock, Teddy or Bridgewater will be the starter. Yeah, I'm a, and that's. T- Damn, I really don't want to say that, bro, because I don't want to give up on Drew Locke this soon, but it's just like. It's not giving up on him. It's just if I had to choose yeah, but between it, it, it kinda, the it better quarterback. It kind of is, though, bro. It kind of is. At that point, once you bench a, a, a starting caliber quarterback like that early in his career, it's kind of like you're going to have to trade him the next season because you, you don't want him sticking around, especially if you draft somebody else in this, this quarterback draft. Like, I don't know. It's a sticky. I don't want to give up on Drew Locke this soon, but. It might be it. Last year might have been the year that they gave him, like, let's see what you can do, and he just didn't do enough. I think they're going to try to win games this season. That's why I'm, I'm rocking out with Teddy, and I think Teddy will ha- give them the best chance to actually win games. They have a, a good defense or a solid defense, and you have some good weapons. They drafted a couple of stud wide receivers last year. I think they drafted Deshaun Hamilton. They drafted Jerry Judy. Some good wide receivers, uh, CJ Ham- or K.J. Hamler last year. So they have Harry receivers. Cleveland. They yeah, they got Melvin Gordon in the backfield. So you got running backs. You have a solid offensive line. That's what I'm saying. The talent is there. The talent talent is is there, there, bro. bro. It's just health. It's honestly health when it comes to Denver. Health and the quarterback quarterback position are the two things that Denver always mess up with. So, and and I think that's why they would draft another quarterback yesterday because you see how much you messed up in the past since Peyton Manning. So it's like, why would I just trust these two quarterbacks who I know aren't really my future for real? Like, I don't really believe in Drew Locke right now. Let me at least uh, throw my hat in the ring with this crapshoot quarterback draft, and let's see if it will actually work. Especially with somebody like John Elway. He's tried to have get quarterback after quarterback after quarterback. What's the harm in trying at this point, bro? I don't see no harm in it, bro. If Justin Fields falls to wherever they're picking at, draft that nigga, bro. I don't give a fuck. Draft, Draft Because right. if you, I, I feel like that'll be the most disrespected draft in the whole draft. What if Justin Fields is not a top three pick? I feel like you disrespecting him in the draft, honestly. And I don't think he would be a top three pick. I think he should be a. Uh, he should be the second pick. He should be over Zach Wilson. But I think the consensus is that Zach Wilson will be the quarterback going to the New York Jets at two. But I think Justin Fields should be two behind Trevor Lawrence. And I don't know how we've, – we've already talked about it before. He black, so he going to slip back. But that shit's still crazy to me because the whole season, it was Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. Zach Wilson comes out of nowhere? Number two? Mac Jones? Like, come Mac on, Mac Jones? Bro. Come on, dog. Shit, shit went left real quick for Justin Fields, and this, we this all Mac, don't know This why. Mac Jones shit, this Mac Jones shit is pissing me off, bro. Like, nobody was – even when they won the chip this year – Nobody was talking about Matt Jones as a top three draft pick. It's not until now that we're getting in the last two weeks, right after the pro days, we're in the last two and a half weeks leading up to the draft tomorrow night, 
that all of a sudden Mac Jones needs to be a top three pick. This might be the most slept on quarterback. Like, no, you're you're surrounded by the best offensive line at Bama. Like, you had the best wide receiver in the nation. You had the best wide receiver duo in the nation. You had Najee Harris in the backfield and any five-star running back at your, at your disposal coming off the bench. Like, Mac Jones is a good quarterback, but top three, bro, when you were not in that conversation at all leading up until the last moments, and now all of a sudden you're just so much better than Justin Fields, and Justin Fields has these mechanical issues. What does that even mean? I hate when a- analysts say they that. Make, they make he has that mechanical shit up, issues. Like, I don't even know what that means. Like, he can run the ball. He can throw off the opposite shoulder. He's he's pretty accurate downfield. Like, he probably could work on his accuracy a little bit. But he's a great quarterback. He's a great dual-threat quarterback. And Mac Jones looked like a lineman that just got a chance to play quarterback. Yeah, that shit crazy. Got a comment. Somebody says, Denver is in panic mode. I definitely agree there. I definitely agree. Yeah. Because is it is are we getting to the point where John Elway is on the hot seat? Even though he has yeah. a championship, is he on the hot seat? He's that's, done terrible a, over the last, like, four years. Yeah, ever since Peyton Manning <laughs> left, like, what, what have the Broncos been? <laughs> what have the Broncos been? So I wouldn't be surprised if he's on the – on the hot seat, but it's it's interesting because he's like a he's a legacy hire. So would they hire some or fire somebody who's like a legacy like that? Yeah, won championships with him. <laughs> they won a, a championship with him as a GM. Would you fire John Elway for real? His even though name, he fucked up. His name is still in the rafters. He could still come in for free anytime he wants. <laughs> you just can't work with us. <laughs> that shit crazy, bro. <laughs> All right, man, let's move on to Bitcoin contracts, man. So this has been a real interesting topic the past few weeks because we have learned that um, Trevor Lawrence has gotten an endorsement deal from uh, some portfolio company. I forgot what it was called, the actual name of it, but they're like all interested in cryptocurrency. So when he had, gets his signing bonus, all of his signing bonus is going all into uh, cryptocurrency, going all into Bitcoin. And then we also found out that a Kansas City tight end by the name of Sean Culkin is putting 100% of his contract into Bitcoin. So how I found out the situation is going to play out is, so bi-weekly the players get paid. So every two weeks, they're not going to actually be giving him a paycheck. They're just going to put his paycheck directly into Bitcoin. And that's how the cryptocurrency and the contracts work with that the bitcoin contracts work so so first off how do you feel about bitcoin contracts because we talked about this before with spencer dinwiddie and the nba really wasn't trying to go for any of the any of that shit but we see <laughs> that real. they're trying to move toward it in football how do you feel about them i feel like bitcoin is definitely not even just bitcoin dodgecoin all this crypto in general will be the future of finance so I don't think it's too crazy to like see players starting to jump on this early. Is it going to have a great impact first off on their checks? Probably not. It'll probably still be pretty reasonable, but I feel like down the line over the next three, four, five years, when shit really starts taking off with this crypto shit to where that's the number one type of currency we're using, I honestly feel like they'll see the bountifulness in it in the long run. I honestly think that's where it's going. I had a conversation with some of my friends a few days ago about what's the future of currency in general like when it comes to dollar amounts and things like that will the dollar actually have any big value going in the next few years and everybody's like nah bro like crypto is going to be worth more than the american dollar in the near future it's going to be worth more than yen more than pesos like more than all of this shit 
So I don't think the players are wrong for trying to do this. I think the NBA is still wrong for how they did Spencer Dinwiddie because I feel like, hey, it's his contract. If the money fold in that Bitcoin shit, it ain't on y'all because he asked for y'all to do it. So I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's cool. I feel like it was way different in Spencer Dinwiddie's situation. I think he was trying to damn to get an advance on his contract, if I remember correctly, and to put mm -hmm. that money into Bitcoin. That's what he kind of wanted. And the NBA was like, we're not going to give you an advance on your contract just so you can yeah. put it in the Bitcoin. Like, we ain't going for that. But for the, but for the NFL, they're just going to put their paychecks directly into the actual the, the app or whatever, because it's a specific app. I think it's the Zach's app that they're going to be using. So let me read a direct quote, a quote from him. Uh, from the Koken dude. So it says, Koken, who saw, signed with the Chiefs in early February and played his college football at Mizzou, is the first NFL player to be paid entirely in Bitcoin, according to Yahoo Finance's CoinDesk. Offensive tackle Russell Akun, who famously followed through on his declaration to pay me in Bitcoin, still takes half of his $13 million salary in fiat. Koken will start stacking bi-weekly sats via Zap Strike, the same fiat to Bitcoin salary conversion since service okun uses so yeah it's going to be bi-weekly so that's how they're going to use it and i really think that this is the future bro because it's really like a stored value i think it's dangerous the way he's using it because he's putting a hundred percent of his money in there when you look at okun's situation he's only putting 50 percent of his money into bitcoin so he's out of, out of his 13 million he put in the six and a half in there so he cool so he still got the other six and a half uh, you know how the taxes work. They're going to split that in half anyway. So he put in whatever he got left, he going to eat, and he going to put in Bitcoin, half and half. But with him, he put in 100% in there, which is dangerous because, first of all, it's hard to get cryptocurrency out of the actual app yeah. as well. It right. takes time for it to actually get out, so you can't get that money like as soon as you want it. You can't get that ASAP. So that's dangerous. So hopefully he has other ways of getting money. So it's dangerous in that sense, but I like it from um, a future perspective. It's a store value, and Bitcoin is only going up, bro. So that money, whatever Bitcoin is, I think it's like 55K right now, is going to continue to go up. So he put all his 920000 inside of Bitcoin. By the time the end of the season, bro, his shit finna be racked up, racked up, racked up. And that 920000 could be, what, 1.5 by the time he's done with the season because that's how the Bitcoin is moving now. Plus, it's like... These players, I'm pretty sure, have endorsement deals or sponsorships and all that type of stuff. Like, so I, I feel like, or side hustles or whatever they do. So I'm pretty sure their NFL contracts aren't the only way they're getting money. You know, like, for example, uh, this don't even got nothing to do with cryptocurrency. But Alvin Kamara said in, like, his first year or two, he didn't even spend any of his um NFL check. Like, he was really just spending, like, the outside money that he gets. You know what I'm saying? So the same thing probably going for Kuhn. Trevor Lawrence probably going to do the same type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Spencer Dinwiddie is like, hey, my NBA money, that'll be the money that I, like, play with when it comes to this crypto shit. Because I know, like, Sprite going to give me a check or Nike still going to cut me a check or whoever, whatever commercial, Puma, whoever the hell going to cut me a check still and I can eat off of that or whatever business stuff that I'm doing on my own. I might have my own business outside of football that I, I'm getting money with. So I'm pretty sure that if they're dabbling, if they're gambling this much of their contracts with crypto, it's because they know they got money coming in in other ways. Exactly. And this is what um, Zap, who is like the app that runs the Bitcoin and other cryptocurrency as well. This is something that he had said in an earlier interview. He said that professional athletes today 
operate as independent businesses and are more sophisticated investors than they've ever been before. We're excited to help facilitate the growing intersection between sports and finance by converting his entire NFL salary to Bitcoin. So this shit will become the norm very, very soon, bro. This will become the norm. And I like what I'm seeing because I we made a poll earlier today for Two Wild Wednesday and people were still like 50-50 on it. They don't know if it will really be the future, but I don't think people are looking really long-term ahead of what this can really mean. Like if you put your money straight into an investment and you just see your money rise, bro, that's different. That's a different shit. And you're gaining money while not even doing anything. And we all know Bitcoin is the future. Like, imagine right. if imagine if Alvin Kamara, like you said, he never even touched his NFL money yet. He put his NFL money into Bitcoin. How rich would Alvin Kamara be, bro? How rich Crazy. would Alvin Kamara be if he just had that forward thinking to think Bitcoin is the future? Let me put my NFL money in there. I got endorsement money, so that's what I'm going to eat off of. But let me just put my NFL money into Bitcoin. What would Alvin Kamara be looking like right now, bro? So I think more people in the future will start thinking like that. Like, bro, I have that endorsement money. The NFL money straight into Bitcoin because I know it's going to always rise. It's, it's going to fluctuate. That's what comes with stocks. You're going to get the dips. You're going to get the highs. You're going to get the lows. But at the end of the day, over time, it's going to appreciate, bro. Like you just said, talking to your homeboys, that this is the future, bro. This is the future. And I think we will continue to see it moving forward, bro. And I love where players' minds are at. And another player who spoke on this, um, not not spending their uh, NFL checks as much, Stefan Diggs. I just watched the I Am Athlete podcast from Monday, and when when they had Stefan Diggs and uh, what you call it, um, what's his name, Jarvis on Landry, there? Uh, Jarvis Landry, and Stefan Diggs kind of said the same shit. Like if football stopped today, like if there was no more football to be played from today, I'm still straight money wise outside of football. So a lot of these new players now in this league. And that's for every sport. They have such a business mindset that prior players and prior generations didn't have, bro. So I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if we out of nowhere in the middle of the season, whether it's this upcoming season or the seasons to come, multiple players start saying, yeah, my half of my contract yeah. is in Bitcoin. And it might get to the point where certain NFL, MLB or NBA teams like part of your contract is probably going to start being automatically in Bitcoin. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the future to where you have the option to do this or this trade is going to happen, but we're going to do this with Bitcoin for the rest of the salary cap. Like, don't be surprised that Bitcoin is involved in everything moving forward. And it's not just players, bro. It's the entire society and community now. Everybody is getting into stocks, and I love it now, bro. Everybody is getting into stocks. So when the players see it, when the, 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 the community and the society start to gravitate toward this, and they see like, whoa, this is how all these white people, these rich white boys make money? Oh, what? This is, this is the game. This is how the rich stay rich. So they're just going to continue to just bite off of that, bro, and just get richer with their money, especially when you got money like them. It's like, why are we not winning? We need to be winning exactly. with everything that we're doing, bro. So that's what I love to see. So we got a question from Denisha, but how you use the Bitcoin. Bitcoin isn't really something that you can use at this moment. You can take it out of the app and then it will convert back to regular money. It's something that you have to convert. So it can convert from dollars, so USD to Bitcoin, and you can also convert it to Bitcoin back to USD. So that's usually how it works. But you have to transfer from one to the other. 
that's why I said about him putting 100% of his money in is dangerous because you're not going to have to, you can't get it like immediately. It's not something that you can immediately take out and you can't use the Bitcoin. You have to take it out and then convert it and then you can progress with that. Plus, I think she also asking for, she's probably asking in a sense of like, are there going to be Bitcoin cards in the future? In are the future, be, yes. Yeah, in the future, like stuff that, like that could be it. In future, like, it could as be a debit it. card or something like that. Investing is how you go from rich to wealthy. That's what I'm saying. Right. And these and these players are seeing it, bro. I think we will see it in more sports. And that's why I put for two hour Wednesday that this will become the norm, bro. People are catching up. We got the first testers now. Somebody who put 100% of their contract into Bitcoin, and it will continue to be that. Like I said, Trevor Lawrence, Russell Lacoon. I think, like I said, with Trevor Lawrence, he got an endorsement with Blockfolio. That's what it's called. So they, they are investing in uh, Bitcoin, uh, uh, Ethereum, all of those type of cryptocurrencies. They invest in all of that. And he's putting whatever he's getting in his signing bonus, that could be 8 to $10 million, whatever he's getting in that, he's putting that directly in directly in bitcoin so by the time he's two years into his contract what is that eight to ten million going to be if he puts all of that into bitcoin or ethereum right exactly is it, is it going to double in two years is bitcoin going to double in two years like we don't know but it's possibly couldn't reach that exactly because even if it does a dip that dip ain't gonna last long the dip is gonna because the funny part about it is when shit dips it dips quick as hell but when it rises, it rises just as quick and possibly more than whatever the dip was. If the dip was 10 cents, when the shock on when the shock rise happens, it's gonna go up 20 to 30 cents when it actually rises again. So he he could definitely hit, even if it's a slow, gradual pace. Yeah, bro. But I love what I'm seeing, bro. So shout out to all the players and shout out to um, like I said, Kansas City tight end. His name is Sean Coken. He's taking the first risk. But I think it's going to be the first risk in the in the line of many for sure. All right, man, let's move on to NBA award predictions, bro. Let's move on. And what you got for MVP or who you got for MVP? Uh, for MVP, I got Nikola Jokic. I feel like he's been a top three candidate for the MVP this whole season. He's still continuing to put the numbers up, even with Jamal Murray out right now. Shout out to Michael Porter Jr. He's doing a great job of, like, filling in those shoes of uh, – Jamal Murray at this moment, but Nikola Jokic is continuing to lead this team. I feel if they stay at the spot they're in now or go a spot higher, he's just putting more and more reason to give him the award at this point and just give rap it to him because MB has battled injuries. LeBron has battled injuries. Harden has battled injuries. Steph is playing lights out, but Steph's team isn't ranked where they should be to give him MVP. So it's kind of like he's getting it by default, but he still has yeah, the stats man. and the wins yeah. to like make the case, obviously. So Nikola Jokic is, it's his award to lose at this point. And I totally agree, bro. And I really want to give it to Embiid because Embiid, in my opinion, has been the most dominant center, even though he might not be the most all around gifted on the offensive side of the ball. I wanted to give it to Embiid, bro, but He's missed too many games. I think he's missed 18 games in total, and Jokic has been durable this whole season. They still have been winning without Jamal Murray, which I think is the biggest case for his MVP case. They have still been winning. We A lot of people thought that was going to be a knock, so that would knock them off, and they would drop in the standings. I think they're still fourth or fifth in the Western Conference, so they're just trucking along with no Murray, who's their second-best player. And he's averaging 26, 11, and 9. He's a center. He's double. a center. He's like. a center averaging 26, 11, and 9. Like, let that sink in, bro. We haven't seen too many seasons like that, bro. And that's really different, bro. 
really, really different. So I got to give the MVP to Jokic. Like you said, it's kind of by default, but you still have to give him his credit at the end of the day. I really don't want that to sound like a slight because he's has been, he has been having a great season though. But all right, bro, let's move on to defensive player of the year. Defensive player of the year. I feel like this is a two-man race between Gobert and Ben Simmons, but I'm going to go with Rudy Gobert just because you're on the number one team in the NBA. You're on the number one team in the West. And Rudy Gobert has the highest defensive plus minus in the league. His all-around plus minus is terrible because his offensive one is terrible. However, his defensive plus minus is the highest in the league. He's averaging three blocks a game. And he's second in the league in rebound. He's second in the league in rebounding and second in the league in blocks. So you're top two in both of those defensive categories, and your plus minus is crazy. Uh, I feel, and you're on the best team in the league at this point still. So I have to give it to Rudy Gobert. I have to give it to Ben Simmons. I think he has been the best all around defender this season. And I think what actually built onto his case was actually last week when the Sixers went 0-4 when he was out of the game or when he was out of the past week. They lost four games in a row. I think that's the biggest case on what his impact is and why they have been ranked so high this season. Yes, Embiid has been a great on the offensive side of the ball, but defensively, Ben Simmons is guarding the other team's best perimeter guard on a day-to-day basis. He's guarding the Stephs. He's guarding the Dames. He's guarding, he's guarding the Devin Bookers. He's guarding those on a nightly basis and are holding those players to like the lowest percentage field goal percentage in the league. So I have to give it to Ben Simmons, bro. He's just been the best all-around defender to me. And like Ben Simmons said, I dropped 42 on that nigga Gobert neck, so he really can't talk to me. He, re- he really can't talk to me when I dropped 42 on his neck, so I'm giving it to the nigga that talked his shit. I love that shit, man. I love that shit. My nigga talked this shit, and he was right. Hey, I, I, I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that. Hey, like I said, it's a two-man race. It's a two-man race right now. Yes, sir. Let's move on to uh, most improved player. Who you got? Most improved player, I'm going to go with Jeremy Grant uh, for the Detroit Pistons. I feel like since Blake Griffin is not there anymore he's getting to get deeper in his own bag because it's like hey just it's the next man up at this point there's no big name here so everybody just play their game and jeremy grant has definitely elevated he's gone from 12 points a game last year to now like 22 23 points a game so a huge jump and i honestly feel like it's nobody else in the race who's improved as dramatically as he has yes other players have improved but I think he's made the biggest jump to give him the award. For sure. Because I see a lot of people putting Julius Randle in the conversation. And I know y'all want to show him love because he's doing so well with the New York Knicks this season. But he's not most improved. Julius Randle has been putting up buckets put up for the past however many years he's been in the league. The past six, seven years, he's always been a bucket. Yes, he's showing a more all-around style of play. But he's not the most improved player. And I don't like where we're getting in the NBA where they're giving the most improved award to players who we expected to be good this whole time. The most improved player award is supposed to go to the player who you didn't expect it to be that great or you didn't really expect to be in the league that long. And he has a jump to like uh, a starter level and he's putting up like damn near 18 points a game. Like last year, they give it to Brandon Ingram. I don't think Ingram should have won it last year. It should have been Devontae Graham. His, His points dropped from 14 to 18. Not 14, but 4 to 18. And he didn't get most improved, and they give it to a uh, Brandon Ingram. 
Trust me, Ingram improved, but that nigga was the number two pick in the draft. We expected this nigga to be good. He has the talent. I was going to say, we've seen the potential in L.A., and then it just amplified even more when he got to New Orleans because it's like, this is your team. You don't got to worry about LeBron or anything. Nah. So all you got right now is Zion on your side, and it's like, yeah, he's he's the number. he was a number one draft pick, you know, top two draft pick and everything, but – you're still older, so you kind of still get to lead the charge in a certain sense. Even if we look at Zion as more talented. And Zion missed most of the season, too. I about to say, Brandon Ingram is like the leader of that team, in my opinion. And we've we've had the not the next KD, but KD's similarity comparisons with him and everything. So we've seen the potential with Brandon Ingram to where he shouldn't have won it two times in a row. And I'm glad you brought that up. You're going completely off topic. I know we say everybody is the next KD, bro, but the next KD is Imani Bates, hands down. And that's the that's the truest form of the next KD. We Y'all could have called everybody who was 6'10 and could shoot a KD, but no. This is going to be the real KD 2.0. Imani Bates, he's a, he's going to be a senior in high school next year, will be the next KD in the I NBA. I'm telling you I don't, I don't know, now. bro. I don't know. I'm I telling you like now. I feel like Brandon Ingram fit in that description, bro. I feel like he fit in it. Nah, bro. I think he, ain't, I ain't think wrong with he, he cold. He, ain't nothing wrong with Imani Bates, because I've seen his highlights and everything. Dude can, like, uh, he get, he gives me that vision. He gives me that vision. But Brandon Ingram in the league now, so I kind of got to go with the person who's showing me in the league right now. I'm telling y'all, bro, who's going to be KD 2.0? Y'all can see all those players. But I'm telling y'all, Imani Bates, when that boy gets to the league, it's going to be a problem, dog. <laughs> it's going to be a problem. I just had to say that shit because I watched some of that nigga highlights again last night, and that nigga is different. That nigga pulling up from NBA range in high school, like, the shit is cool. Like, that nigga is different, <laughs> bro. That nigga is just different. But I agree with you with the Jeremy, Jeremy Grant point. Julius Randle's had a, a great season, but the most improved player is Jeremy Grant going from 12 to 23 points. Got to show him love. Uh, who do you have for uh, what is next? Coach of the year. Coach of the year. It's between Quinn Snyder and Tom Thibodeau. Uh, like I said before, with um, when I was making the Rudy Gobert case, the Jazz are the number one team in the West, the number one team in the league right now. I don't think anybody's seeing the Jazz. Uh, I don't think any of us seen them being the number one team like this. But also with the Knicks, no one's seen the Knicks being fourth in the East right now, having a chance to be second or third. You know, so I honestly think Tom Thibodeau and Quinn Snyder, it's a two-man race for them as well when it comes to coach of the year. But Tom Thibodeau most likely should get the award because I feel like the Jazz are a consistent playoff team no matter what seed they are. But nobody expected the Knicks to make the playoffs. Or if they did expect them to make the playoffs, no one expected them to be a top four, possibly top three seed. So Tom Thibodeau gets it. And somebody just commented that Miles Bridges from Charlotte should be most improved. I think he has improved shooting-wise, but I don't think there has been a big jump there when it comes to actual stats. But I think he has improved his game a lot. Like, coming into the NBA, he wasn't a shooter. But now he's shooting, like, 50, 40, and, like, 85 from the free throw line. So he's definitely improved his shooting. But we haven't seen that that jump like we like to see from somebody who is a most improved player. But I like that. He's definitely a candidate for sure. So thank you for that comment, uh, Tavon Speller. 
but yeah, I'm going with tips for the uh, for the for coach of the year. Nobody expected the Knicks to be in the fourth place right now, and I gotta show them love for that. Like you said about the Jazz, we have seen them in this position multiple times. We didn't expect number one seed. I damn sure ain't expect number one seed, but we expected them to make the playoffs. The Knicks, we thought there was going to be another bottom feeder in the NBA like they always have been, and that yep. was going to be it. But you got to give Thibodeau that credit, bro. He always comes in and does this uh, like damn near instantly with his teams. This is his first season in New York, and he's having this type of impact on the team. I have to give love to um to Tom Thibodeau. This turnaround is something different. He has New York buzzing right now. I got to say Tom Thibodeau is the coach of the year over Quinn Snyder, bro. And it's tough, but I got to give it to Tom. And who do you have for six men of the year? Six men of the year, easy. Yeah, six man of the year is Jordan Clarkson. Shouldn't even be an argument. Shouldn't even be a debate, especially with Donovan <laughs> Mitchell. Yeah, especially with Donovan Mitchell out now for the Jazz. Because um, <laughs> before even Donovan Mitchell went out, Jordan Clarkson was hitting crucial late game shots. He was hitting buzzer beaters, you know, and now that he truly gets to get more minutes with Mitchell being out, He's just building his case more and more. So Jordan Clarkson, he runs away with it. Easily Jordan Clarkson. And honestly, I don't even know who's number two. <laughs> I don't even know who number two because it Facts. really shouldn't matter who a number two is, bro. Because it's Jordan <laughs> Clarkson by a lot, bro. It's Jordan Clarkson by a lot. But those are our NBA award predictions. I think we are, uh, are we even a month away? We might be even closer than a month away from playoff time. Yeah, because playoffs um, start at the end of May, I think. In the May, damn, we getting close. This season flying by. Yeah, because I think we got like 16, 13 to 16 games left. I think yep. we got 13 games left. So, yeah, bro. <laughs> let, me, let me stop. I was about to bring up the heat. <laughs> I was about to dive into some shit, but no. Nah, let, let's, let's move on. Let's move on. All right, man. Let's move on to Russell Westbrook. So, we've been seeing this nigga on a tear. I think for the past few months, he has been averaging, or past couple of months, he's been averaging 23 points, 12 mm. rebounds, 12 assists. Oh, for the past two months, or 11 assists. This nigga's been playing on a beat, and they're <laughs> winning games. And yeah. they're starting to win games. So this is what I want to say about Westbrook. I have to call bluff on what the hell I'm seeing on the TL, because I see a lot of fake love <laughs> on my TL, bro. Y'all niggas really don't bang with Russell Westbrook, and I can smell it. I can smell it. Y'all giving all this nigga that fake praise right now, and I know y'all captain. Because he's getting all these good games. <laughs> but y'all, y'all ain't fake, bro. Y'all fake as hell. The real fans, we know that shit fake, bro. Because as soon as that nigga have a bad game, y'all back to bullshitting my nigga Westbrook back again, bro. <laughs> so how do you feel about Westbrook and how he's been playing? And do you think the love is real or fake? Uh, the way Westbrook has been playing, it's his standard at this point. He's He's just been playing up to his standard. Nobody else in the league averages a triple-double the way he does. Nobody in the past has, nobody currently, and I don't think we'll see another player doing what he's doing for a long time from now after he's done playing. But as far as the real or fake love, of course there's a lot of fake love going on right now. The real fans, we give him real love, but I do agree. I've seen a lot of fake love on the TL, but I've said it time and time again. Russell Westbrook is the villain of the NBA, but people agree with the villain sometimes. And this is just one of those times that people are siding with the villain because there's nothing you can really do to nitpick him with right now. He's he's sharing the ball with his teammates, Bradley Bill, and so on. He's getting his buckets. They're winning games. They have a chance to have a playoff um, play-in fight spot. You know, so I, I feel like it's definitely a 
good situation to where no real haters can nitpick what he's doing. And I think that's the problem of the fake love right now. It's just like, hey, we ain't got nothing to say, so we might as well give him some praise. And I feel like that's what it is. And I think all of this started with Stephen A. I think the turn, the turn in attitude started with Stephen A. Because niggas hated Westbrook at the beginning of the season. They was, oh, oh my goodness, y'all hated that nigga Westbrook. <laughs> and when that nigga Stephen A said some shit bad about Westbrook, the whole goddamn internet damn spun in a circle, and now y'all niggas act like y'all love this nigga now. But oh, it, it, wasn't even, it wasn't even about his plan, because I agree with what Stephen A said. I don't feel like it was right of Russell Westbrook. And did you hear what that nigga Stephen A said? Talking about, yeah, it's, I'm the reason why he playing well and shit. I oh, said, oh, nigga, no. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hate when I don't like what Stephen A. Do I agree. With, I agree with what a lot of Stephen A. say, but that was one situation. I'm like, all right, now nah, hold on. You pat yourself on the back too much. <laughs> he's but like, Nina, he's like Nina was the reason I was. I was. Uh, he playing well and all that shit. I was like, man, Stephen, I was, shut your ass up. I agree with what he was saying on how Russell Westbrook should value championships more. Players in general should because I don't like the attitude of I don't need championships. Blah blah blah. Okay, you don't need them, but. I don't like how players are acting like championships just don't matter anymore. Like, I didn't agree with Russell Westbrook presenting that attitude about it, but I don't feel like that shifted the tide and how people view it. It did, because, no, you forgot what he said. He said, I don't care what the numbers he's putting up because he doesn't have a ring. That was the key statement of what he said. And everybody since then was like, oh, damn, we care about Russell Westbrook numbers now. Oh, no, Stephen A., you wrong for saying his numbers don't matter. So that's why I said the change in the attitude was when he said the numbers don't matter because he don't got a ring. That's when the attitude started to change. That's and now true. niggas like, oh, wow, if Russell Westbrook got a 30, 20, and 10 again? Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> the really love is fake. That's all I want to say, bro. It really don't make no difference. Like I said, I still think Washington is going to be a dangerous play-in team, but I just wanted to call y'all out, man. We see the fake. We see the fate. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> all right, man. Let's move into some NFL draft talk. Uh, you already spoke on it a little bit before with Justin Fields. Where do you think it will shake out tomorrow in the NFL draft, bro? I think the first two picks are going to be Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson. Everybody knows that. But where do you think the quarterbacks will land moving forward? Like, where does a Lance land? Where does um a Fields, Mac Jones, where do they land? Uh, Because it's jacksonville the jets san francisco atlanta who's behind atlanta mm. who is behind i forgot who's atlanta. behind atlanta oh san francisco then atlanta that's what it was uh uh and that's facts i got a comment they, said uh, they tried to send westbrook to washington oh, yeah. to, uh, his first career to die definitely agree. agree with that definitely but, agree with that but he's, he's showing them niggas i'm still alive out there and i, was, I love westbrook for that when it comes to the NFL draft, I see Justin Fields. Justin Fields should not fall lower than fifth, but I'm preparing myself to be upset for tomorrow because I honestly feel like the two or three months that this narrative has turned on him is going to play a huge factor and he's going to fall outside of the top five. So I would say I wouldn't be surprised if Mac Jones ends up going to San Francisco. That's been the most recent talk because San Francisco isn't totally sold on Jimmy G right now. So San Francisco could be a landing spot for Mac Jones. Trey Lance, I could see Trey Lance going to the Jets if he goes number two. Um, yeah, who's who's the fifth pick right now? Uh, it's the Bengals. Fifth pick. I think five through Bengals. seven not really drafting. That. Five through seven not really drafting the quarterback. Yeah, five through but seven then not you get drafting back the quarterback. Eight. Carolina could draft the quarterback. 
And that's a, that's another. Can get Zach another, Wilson. Carolina can aim for Zach Wilson. No, Zach Wilson going number two. But um, I think Carolina could possibly be in the Zach Wilson. Yeah, that's already confirmed. <laughs> number one and two is confirmed. But um, I think I think Justin Fields. I think that's the most interesting one because I think I've just accepted the fact that he's not going top five. Like he's going to drop in the draft. But now I'm more interested in seeing where does he land because I'm hearing teams like a Carolina could get him. I can hear teams like the Patriots are trying to trade up for Justin Fields. So I'm hearing like good teams are trying to trade up for Fields. And I think that could possibly be better for his career anyway. Because if this nigga end up with the Patriots, like all of this shit about him falling, it really becomes a mute point because he's in a good situation. So I think that was possibly what we can see tomorrow. I hear that Bill has a different strategy about this draft and I think he's going to trade up for him. And that speaks volumes to me, bro, because that's why I don't get where this Justin Fields falling shit. It doesn't make sense because, like you just said, great teams are trying to kind of push to get him if he falls. So that's why I'm like, bro, how are y'all going to sit here and say he's not a – he could possibly go late in the first round? Like, what? That doesn't make sense to me because Mac Jones, if you switch them – I tweeted this today. If you switch Mac Jones and Justin Fields in their college careers, like just this season alone, if you put Matt Jones on Ohio State and Justin Fields in Alabama, I promise you Alabama is still going to do the same shit that they did, but Ohio State is not going to have the same outcome. I don't even know if they get as far as they got with Justin Fields if Matt Jones is in that position. I think Justice Fields is more dynamic. I think he's just as accurate as Matt Jones, and I, I feel like he can just provide a way more security blanket at the quarterback position than Matt Jones can because he could play in the pocket, out the pocket, scramble all of that bro like i feel justin fields should be drafted higher than matt jones but i'm prepared like i already said i'm prepared to be disappointed to see matt jones drafted third or fourth i i wouldn't i wouldn't say that though bro i would say i think matt jones could do the same thing at ohio state because nah, both y'all got five, both y'all have five-star prospects both y'all have five-star offensive linemen what is different like all of these teams that you you bring up like the the, the matt jones the alabamas the ohio states the clemson all of them have five-star wide receivers. All of them have five-star offensive lines. All of them have great coaches. Like, if you put one uh, – if you switch all of these quarterbacks, they're probably doing great in all situations. So, I don't think you can say he, you put him on Ohio State, he's not looking good. I think he's looking the same, if not better. I'm not going to say he's not looking good, but I don't think he's looking as good as Justin Fields. And that's why I don't want people to get – I don't want people to twist my words with that. I'm not trying to make it sound like Matt Jones is trash. I just don't think he's as dynamic as a Justin Fields. That's all. Oh, yeah. Because I, I do agree that, yeah, he's not he's not dynamic. And I honestly think Matt Jones is somebody like an A.J. McCarron. Like, and the fact that you drafted somebody similar to an A.J. McCarron top three, uh, top five in the draft is nuts to me, bro. I, and I, we've we heard – never... We, we've heard people say, I've heard analysts say today and days prior that Matt Jones is the best pick for now, even if other picks are going to last longer. And I'm like, that don't even make sense. Like, so y'all are literally admitting that right now, Matt Jones is the best pick if you want to win now. But if you want to have long-term success, that should be the quarterback that you get over there. So I'm like, y'all know Mac Jones isn't going to have the longest career out of all these people, but y'all still think he should be drafted higher? That didn't make any sense to me when I heard it. And I don't, I, I don't like this Brady comparison I'm seeing with Mac Jones, bro. I, I don't like that, bro. Y'all need to stop it immediately. Who compared him yes. to Brady? Huh? Niggas is comparing him to Brady, bro. What? I'm seeing it. 
AJ, no, yes, bro. and Jerome, yes, that nigga reminds me of AJ, bro. Alabama, <laughs> we've never seen a good Alabama quarterback other than Tua, and Tua still kind of said sketchy right now. So I think we we still it still remains to be seen if that can transform into an actual good quarterback that that system can translate to the NFL. Uh, Jerome also has another comment. It says it's a team's need. Sam Fran fits Jones more than Jimmy G and Matt Jones uh, about Sam Jones, more of a gamer. That second part of the sentence kind of fucked me up. He's saying yeah. Mac, Mac Jones the same as Jimmy G, but Mac Jones is a better gamer. He basically oh, said Mac oh, Jones. Oh, you more of the. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Mac, Mac Jones play better even though they're similar. So, I, but that's what I'm saying. Like that's why I was confused when I seen Jimmy G, not Jimmy G, but Mac Jones even getting mocked to the San Francisco. Because I'm like, what, is that really an upgrade? Is he really a gamer over Jimmy G? Jimmy G got y'all to the uh, the Super Bowl like two years That's ago. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, 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 is he really that much of an upgrade that y'all that he finna put y'all over the hump? No, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. He doesn't bring you anything more dynamic wise. Justin Fields brings you brings you a different dynamic at least than a, a Matt Jones. So I don't see it, bro. I don't see it. He said the three first round receivers say Matt Jones that guy over the previous quarterbacks. I'm listening. Mm. They're know. saying they that for they, nigga. Oh yeah. my god! I'm about to say they just ride they just it for their nigga. They just ride it for their nigga, bro. I really ain't rocking with it, bro. But I'm you hearing that San Francisco. Yeah, the defense got them there, but we're not for the like They didn't have George Kittle. They didn't have um, what you call it? Uh, that offense was dynamic as fuck. I'm about to say, uh, what's his name? Sanders. They had Emmanuel Sanders. They had, oh my god, no, we're not for the like They had Debo Samuel. That running game was really getting them there too. Yeah, running game was getting them that we, we know the defense led the charge, but don't act like the offense just didn't do anything. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if Jimmy G was to get traded back to New England. Like, everybody is having somebody get mocked or assuming that San Francisco ends up drafting a quarterback. Where does Jimmy G land in this situation? I wouldn't be surprised if it is New England. New England is a tricky situation, bro, because I can see them going in multiple directions. I can see them trading up and actually drafting somebody like Fields. I can see them sticking with Cam, and I can see them trading for Jimmy Garoppolo. So what do you think is the best situation for New England? What do you think they should do? For New England, I feel just trying to uh, trade up in the draft and try to get whatever quarterback falls. Like you said, fifth through eighth, they're not really looking for a quarterback right now. So if you're New England and you can trade up, to get on Justin Fields or whatever quarterback falls, I, w- I wouldn't be mad if you did because I don't think Cam is just going to stay in New England, even though he did sign, what, a one-year contract to play with him another year. Like, I don't think Cam is there long-term. I'm still sticking with my Cam to Atlanta trade. I don't want y'all to forget that. Uh, But, yeah, I, I think um your point about Jimmy G going back to New England makes sense to me. I think it happens, too. And, hmm... What I say, I rather see it over them drafting Fields, though. I honestly would Ugh. rather see them draft a Garoppolo. I think I would rather see them because I think Garoppolo is a system. You know, he's going to work. I, I think that I think that would rather that would fit the Patriots more than anything else. Truthfully, all right, bro. Let's move on to Two Wild Wednesday. What we got for Two Wild, bro? We got the first poll right here. Russell Westbrook. Nigga Jerome will- says Cam needs to be in Atlanta. <laughs> thank you thank you this is why i fuck with rome bro rome gets it rome i've been saying this for two years now you have no idea how long i've been saying this everybody thought i was crazy when i first started saying it but now niggas is coming to realize cam wants to go home to atlanta cam with julio 
possibly Kyle Pitts, Calvin Ridley. Oh, my God. Atlanta turning the tide if they do that. They're turning the tide. I'm telling you, bro. Matt Ryan is trash. I totally agree. Thank you. Thank you, Ron. I'm glad you hopped on to say this. Nah, I don't believe it. But all right. <laughs> I still don't believe it. All right. First two wide Wednesday poll. Uh, Russell Westbrook will be a top 15 player all time by the end of his career. Too wild or not too wild? That's too wild, bro. I think it's too many goats that you can put above a Russell Westbrook, bro. Too many goats. I love his game, but it's too many that you can put above him. Mm, I don't yeah. know, bro. Yeah, that's no. too wild, bro. Top Russell 15? I just over sound his, crazy. Over his whole career, Russell Westbrook is just literally a hair away from averaging a triple-double for his career, bro. And he's averaged a triple-double for four seasons. We can't ignore that. What player has done that? Like, Oscar Robinson is the last person who's done anything close to this, and even he didn't do it for the amount of season that Russell Westbrook is doing it. If we go 20, 30 years from now in the future and we look at the top 20 players, top 50 players of all time, I promise you Russell Westbrook has to be in the conversation for top 15. He's about to have next season he making an all-star team again. So that's going to be 10 all-star teams, and he's still got maybe two or three more left in him after that. Come on, bro. Double-digit all-star appearances. Averaging 20-plus points a game over his career. Damn near averaging a triple-double for, like, a good fourth of his career. Russell Westbrook is a top 15 player all time. I'm looking at hella names. So I just looked up – I looked up a website where they had the top 20 players. I'm not going directly off their list, but they had – whoa. Because when you say top 15 players, bro, that means you putting him over players like Chris Paul – you putting them over some nice niggas that I really wouldn't put. You putting them over James Harden. You putting them over nice niggas where I don't think I would even put him over right now, bro. You putting them over bro. Scotty. You putting them over. Oh, it, let me say some new niggas' names. Russ doing historical shit, bro. He's doing historical. I agree. Shit. I agree. But that means you what putting Ron them over D Wade. Oh hell no! You not. I'm not putting them over D Wade, bro. Fuck no. Top 15 all time. That no. man just had that man just in bad situations and everybody want to blame him for choking. For blame him for KD choking. Easy top. Rome, tell me you agree with me now. I don't know if you agree with me or not. Oh yeah, thank you. He agreed. He's definitely top 15. What? Thank you, Rome. So y'all telling me all you, time Rome. Chris Paul is gonna be better than oh Russell. I mean Westbrook gonna be better than Chris Paul all time. That's what y'all yeah. telling me. Yeah. He up there, bro. The I'm on, telling bro. you. Get the I'm fuck on, you. bro. Y'all I'm telling me telling the you. point guard yes. is it going to be top 15 all time? No, Russ is going to be Russ, bro. If Russ averages a triple-double for two more years, it don't got to be in a row. But if he does this two more times, that's going to be, what, five or six times in his career that he averaging a triple-double? And I mean, you, you don't putting put him over him niggas like 15? Dirt, bro. Think about top yes. 15, bro. Yes. You put him over niggas like Dirt. You crazy. <laughs> and I'm if you put West over Dirk. I'm counting talent and everything. No, 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 no. I'm counting talent. I'm counting accolades. Man, I'm counting all this shit. Yes, Russ is top 15 all time. You're disrespecting the niggas that came before Westbrook, bro. I'm not, You're disrespecting the niggas that think before Westbrook. Bro, this nigga, Nowitzki changed the game, bro. Nowitzki changed the game. Russ changing the way people do this shit, Russ ain't changing the game like Nowitzki, bro. He's changing he's the way that we look at triple doubles, yes. But he's not changing the way changing that the, the game, game is being played. He's changing the he's way. Not changing he's the way he's changing a perspective. He's changing a perspective he's of the game. He's damn near devaluing the triple no. double. 
No, bro. He's devaluing no. the triple double. Devalu- right if he's devaluing it, more niggas would be doing it. And it's the fact that he's the only one doing it. If it was like three or four he's other not, people doing it, what are you talking? Then, niggas okay. can get a triple double. Averaging it. Niggas is not averaging a triple double. When you aim to get triple doubles on an every night basis, yes, niggas can get that. You're not telling me Braun can't do that. Niggas no. are able to get it. They just don't aim no. to get it, bro. Braun, Braun ain't never Braun been, can't average a triple double. I I You're love Braun. Braun ain't never been the type to try and average no triple double. Like this no, nigga has bro what? No, he has been a rebound or two away from triple doubles all the time. And he chooses not to. Russ is choosing to do it, and he's winning while That's doing cool. it. That's cool. That's cool. But that don't make you a top fifteen player all the time. That I'm does not you, make bro. you a top 15. You putting him Thank on there over niggas like Dirk and Chris Thank Paul. Thank you, Rome. Why, why, why they not doing it then? Why they not doing it then? That's the Rome, question. Rome, 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 is, Rome is cool. Okay, Rome cool. But they not. I'm no, that's not. Because that means you this, putting them over niggas like Dirk and CP. This, honestly, this is the closest nuts, pole bro. damn near we, we got for the whole thing. This shit damn near 50-50. I'm telling you, it's a lot of niggas that agree over CP. You run, bro. I'm telling you, bro. 20 years from now, I promise you niggas going to say Russ over CP. I promise you 20 years from now. Niggas niggas is not saying Russ. That means you taking KD, bro. KD is a top 15 player. That's an easy over. KD is top 10. KD KD ain't top, bro. It's niggas you can put over KD, 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 is the greatest scorer we have ever seen. What are you saying? Bro, KD ain't even going to be top 15. Bro, you got Elijah one. You got other niggas that above KD. David Robinson, bro. I'm just scrolling down the list. Oscar. You got us Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. You have other niggas that you the, can put above him, bro. Kevin Hell Durant no. is the greatest scorer we have ever seen. He is top ten, and he got the He's championships not top and 10, the MVPs. Bro, that means you're discrediting, you're discrediting the niggas that came before him, bro. Stop nah, it, bro. KD not top ten. Nah. You put him in the top Somebody. ten. Cool. Somebody got to get past eventually. Shit, we can't just have the OGs Steph, at Steph top the top whole 10. time. Steph is top yes. ten. They're both top ten. But KD not KD. Is still top ten. They're both top KD? 10. What's you saying? You disrespect the niggas that came before KD then. All right. You disrespect the okay. niggas. Larry Bird. Larry Bird top 10. Magic top 10. Kareem top okay. 10. All them niggas okay. are top 10. KD yeah. is not up there, bro. KD is not up KD there, up bro. There. I promise you I'm putting KD up there. Stop KD is it, bro. You got there. Will, all them other niggas up there, bro. Stop it. You disrespecting the niggas that came before them, bro. And that shit is nuts. KD is not top so 10, when will, bro. So when will they be passed? When are we going to let these niggas get passed? Are they are they ever gonna get past? Steph is, Steph is in there. We let a nigga get in, but bro, ain't too many niggas in. in there. You're putting ain't him too many in, but you're not putting there. him. When you put him in, I don't mean you put him over anybody. Everybody, bro, think about the nigga that's in the seven. top ten, bro. Think about the nigga that's in. Brian, Kobe, Jordan, Magic, Larry Bird, Wilt Chamberlain, and Kareem. Tim Duncan. That's seven, that's seven spots Duncan. right there. I'm putting Kevin Bill Durant Russell. over Tim, Tim Duncan. Duncan. What are you Bill about? Russell. Tim Duncan. No. Bill Russell. All them niggas. You no, can't. Yo, you gonna discredit all that shit you be talking about, Bill I'm Russell? And everything Bill, he did. I'm, I'm taking Bill all Russell. All that shit you be talking list. about, Bill Russell. You talking about everything Bill that he Russell did? Bill Russell is the OG. You taking that away? I'm not taking, not taking anything nah, away from Bill bro, Russell. You but... tripping, bro? You tripping? All right. I'm telling Oscar, you, Oscar. All these niggas that you can put above KD, and then you talking about Russell, and bro? If KD ain't even, if KD barely top ten, how the fuck is Westbrook top fifteen? How the fuck is Westbrook top fifteen? If KD you. barely getting in top fifteen. That don't even make sense you. right there. Tell me that, Rome. Tell me that, Rome. Tell me that. If KD barely you. top 15, how the fuck? <laughs> how the fuck is Russell in the top you. That's what I want to know. I'm telling you, bro. How the fuck? I'm telling you. All right, I'm telling you. All right, Russ my is nigga. top 15. That's even what I'm if saying. he had 15. Even if that's he what I'm saying, 15. my nigga. Top 20, top 25, that's fucking cool. But ain't no way when KD on top 15 territory that you putting Russ next to him. 
You're nuts, my nigga. You're fucking I'm nuts. I'm telling you. <laughs> we can move the fuck on, my nigga. Y'all are nuts, I'm telling you. Okay. Kadarius Tony will be the most slept-on pick in the draft. Too wild or not too wild? Ooh, too slept-on. Too slept-on. Mm. I would I would just ride out with what I said on um make it ha- uh, make it home safe. I think Chaz Surratt out of UNC, the linebacker out of UNC, I love his game, bro. He has the story of going from quarterback to linebacker and having like two All-American type seasons. I think he will have a great NFL career, and I think he will be the most slept on linebacker and most slept on player in this draft class. He's most likely going to go second round, but I think he is the most slept on prospect in this draft, though. I, I got to say not too wild for this one because Kadarius Tony, for at least for Florida anyway, I don't know about anybody else, but in Florida eyes, he the closest name we had to Percy Harvin since Percy. I feel like as a special type of special teams type player and as like a, a athlete asset, Kadarius Tony is the most slept on player in the draft. I, I got to give it to him. And not too wild is winning that 64% right now. He said Brevon Jordan. Will be the steal. Hmm, not bad. All right. Uh, I think I, I'll take Tony over Jordan. I ain't gonna lie to you. Uh, that's next tight end one. out of uh, Miami, and that's tight end out of Miami. Yeah. Yeah. He cool. I'll take. Uh, I mean, uh, next one. Uh, where would you like to see Julio traded to? Like, like I said, Baltimore. Uh, yeah, man, Baltimore. And I wouldn't be mad if the Eagles was to throw their, their ring in there too, man. The Eagles, Eagles need somebody unless they're going to draft somebody this draft. If they I, draft somebody this draft, then okay. I ain't say the Eagles because I think they still got money tied to Carson Wentz and they got to figure out money situation with Jalen Hurts and the mm. rest of these players. So from a money perspective, I don't think they can even afford to go after Julio because Julio want his money. I think Julio already got paid. That's why they waiting until June. So like his real like guaranteed money gonna be off the book. So that's why they want to trade him. Yeah, so that can be off, and he'd be easier to trade. So I don't know. I like it to the Eagles though. Eagles need wide receivers desperately, and I want my nigga uh, Jalen Hurts to succeed. So I definitely want him to go there. Ooh, the Rams. I ain't think about the Rams. Who the Rams got? At yeah, the Rams, the Rams. ain't really got nobody. That, that that's a good one. I fuck with the Rams. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore winning the poll though, sixty percent. Uh. This is a good one, but I don't think enough people like really. I, I hardly believe this shit is as much of a landslide as it is. The 2014 draft wide receiver draft class is the best in NFL history. Too wild or not too wild? I said not too wild because I actually did look at some of the shits, but I think a lot of people didn't really look and just said not too wild. Yeah, like who was in 2014? Wasn't that Sammy 20- Watkins? Wasn't Sammy Watkins 2014? Exactly. I'm gonna pull it up right now. Mike Evans, Brandon Cooks, Sammy Watkins, Odell, Allen Robinson, Devontae Adams, John Brown. Like, shit crazy. This shit crazy, my nigga. This is a crazy-ass draft. Marquise Lee. Shit. Uh, I I, I really haven't looked at all of them, but I'll just rock with Not Too Wild. I haven't really looked at all of them. That was a tough-ass class, I'm telling you. But uh, not too wild is winning that poll 87%. Sammy Watkins is a disappointment. Uh, Yeah, but, I mean, you got to think of at that time. At that time, you're thinking of, like, everybody in their careers right now. Like, I'm That's what we're going at, by. Yeah, but I don't, let's just say, like, the first two or three years into their career. Because Sammy Watkins, he was taking off a little bit. 
his first two or three years. Now he's grown into kind of like a, eh, you are all right, second or third option. But I feel within the first two to three years, like that, everybody in that wide receiver class was snapping. Mm, I don't agree, but I, I agree more because of the Allen Robinson and the Devontae Adams points more so than the Sammy. Like I wasn't worried about Sammy, but I like the Devontae Adams. Who else you said was in there? Oh, Robert Mike Woods. Evans. I heard you say, oh, Mike Evans was in that. Yeah. So I agree more because of those names. Than the Brand, Brandon Cooks, Odell. Oh, Odell was in that too? Okay. Yeah. 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 So that's, that was definitely a good one though. Uh, what was the next one? Who's leading the coach of the year race? We just said Tom Thibodeau. Thibodeau was winning at 60%. Uh, Kevin Love should have been suspended by the team for his ball pat against the Raptors. Too wild or not too wild? Ah, I have the clip. Don't worry. <laughs> if y'all, if you guys did not see it yesterday, uh, Kevin Love did some real unprofessional shit. Play I'm talking about just good hustle. What is Kevin like, Love doing? I don't know he's it. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> that's, that's crazy as fuck, bro. Just looking at it again makes it he's even crazy. Like, about. what the Just fuck are you doing? Like, where is he? Where, where is he walking? Just batting it. At... Come on, bro. He wasn't even trying to nigga... play no more. <laughs> that's what I'm, look. Look at him just walking on the bro. That nigga Kevin Love should have got suspended for his actions, bro. That lack of effort <laughs> and lack of fucking discipline and damn. Lack of respect for the game, I think, is more so the issue with me, bro. <laughs> That's the lack of professionalism and lack of fucking love for the game, bro. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Hitting the ball in bounds? Like, either he should have got fined or suspended for that, bro. It's no in-between. He's supposed he supposedly apologized, and that was supposed to be cool? Like, nigga, that's not enough, my nigga. You did that shit mid-game when we're it's a close game. No, nah, because you I, mad about some shit? I agree. He was definitely wrong. He was disrespectful to the coach, to the team, to the culture of basketball. Like, you you don't do that, bro. You disrespecting the game when you do that. But I do not feel like he should be suspended for it. Look at this nigga. There, Look at this nigga. Not, you getting paid $30 million to do that? You getting $30 there's, million? There's no I, rule what? to suspend him, bro, to do that. What, there, bro, what you going to call that for suspending him? It don't have to be that's that's bro. That's conduct detrimental to the team, my nigga. They got the same shit in the NFL. Conduct detrimental to the team. Suspend that nigga. Like it ain't gotta be the him, NBA that suspend him, bro. That could be a tag. You can get a you can get a you can get no, a tag for that. That ain't a tag for that. I'm talking about the team. That's that's a disrespect to the team. That's disrespect to the GM to the coach. All the niggas that showed you respect, and you supposed to be the leader on this fucking team doing shit like that. Fuck no. Kevin Love should have been suspended for that shit, bro. By the I, team, not by the NBA. It's not an NBA rule that said he can't do that. But a team should have said, fuck no, we're not accepting that bullshit, bro. I think, got that nigga up out of there. I think he should have been fined. And I think he was right for apologizing to the team. Because that's who you affected first. You affected your coach and your team in that moment. And I feel they were the people who were more personally affected by it yes we as fans and as a basketball culture were all affected by it but in that moment the people who you really do need to respond to first and apologize to first is your coach and teammate because you're you're right he is the leader on this team he's the og on this team he's the only one with championship dna in this whole franchise damn near still so i honestly feel like he was wrong and i feel like he's right for apologizing i feel like he should be fined but no do not suspend this man it wasn't worth suspending him over and this is the points I'm getting at right here. Nigga said, fuck Cleveland. That's cool. Fuck Cleveland. That's cool. Cleveland, but that's the point y'all not getting. It's the principle of shit. It's it the don't matter who. Bro. It's the principle of shit. It don't matter if it's fuck Cleveland. I don't give a damn if Cleveland was damn one in 67, my nigga. 
It's the lack of professionalism. You can't do that shit on any level, bro. If you do that shit at your job, my nigga, show that lack of professionalism, nigga, you fire. And you do this shit on a big stage like the league, nigga, that's bad for the game, my nigga. It don't matter if you don't got a history of it or not, my nigga. That's a lack of professionalism, period. If a black dude did this, let a Draymond do this shit. Let a Russell Westbrook do this shit. How the fuck are niggas coming at those players? That's what y'all not thinking of. Y'all thinking because he white, he getting a pass for this shit. No, fuck no. If this was Russ, if this was Draymond, them niggas is getting at least a fine for this shit. Or at if least, this was Demarcus Cousins, Demarcus Cousins or somebody like that, they eating these players up, bro. So I totally agree with that. I totally agree That's with that. If this saying, was a bro. black player, if this was a black player who has that villain look like Russ or Draymond does at times or whatever, or Demarcus Cousins, that you're just always painted as the bad guy with a lot of situations, definitely would have been a whole different narrative. But like Rome said, Kev ain't got no history of doing this. So it's like, eh, it's his first time doing it. And it was kind of funny. So just let the shit pass. Nah, like we need to hold him to the same standard that we will hold other players to, especially the black yeah. players that get pointed out for this shit. So I totally agree with that point. Nah, man, that shit ain't sliding with me, bro. But yeah, I think he should get suspended. But yeah, that's uh, not too wild. And too wild is winning this one 55% right now. So I, I, like I said, too wild. I feel like being fined, yes, suspended. I feel like that's too far. But um, converting salary to Bitcoin is the future of professional contracts. We just had this conversation. I say not too wild. You agree not too wild. This is actually 50-50. 38 votes have been counted. Wow. <laughs> and it's, it's a dead-on tie right now with this one. That's crazy. And uh, for the last two polls, uh, should the NFL – Make players pay to change their jersey number. Yes or no? Uh, I said, I said, I was kind of in between. I was, I said no. I said no because from a player's perspective, obviously you don't want players to be playing, especially when you make a rule that players can change their number. And then when they ch try to change the number, you're like, no, nah, you got to pay uh, however much inventory that you have in stock. So you can get to change your number. That shit kind of bullshit. Like, what's the point of changing the rule if you're going to tell me I have to pay uh, a huge amount of money to change it? So I'll say no. But I understand it because the NFL, even though they're a billion dollar industry, they want to get the money that they paid for these jerseys. Like, they niggas made however many jerseys. Cause I think Dalvin Cook tried to change his jersey back to number four because he has number 33 right now. They told him that he would have to pay $1.5 million oh, to change his no. jersey number. What? And that nigga Cook, no. that nigga Cook said, hell no, he ain't changing it. But I understand it from the NFL because they want to get all the money that they made. So they spent 1.5 to make your jerseys. So they're not going to throw that shit to the side like, yeah, we're just going to count that as like a, a, a dead cost. And we're just going to make new jerseys. Like you got to understand it from the NFL perspective as well. So I understand it from the uh, both perspectives, but I agree with the uh, the players. Yeah, I, I agree with the players on this too. The business standpoint, I understand, like you said, but I feel like, bro, it's it's just jerseys at the end of the day. Like uh, a lot of times, like it's and the funny part that I learned, I, I learned this from I am athlete too. If you break records in your uniform, like people take your uniform and just put it in the shelf in the Hall of Fame shit. They will take everything down to your jock strap if you break up. NFL record or a franchise record or something, you know what I'm saying? So if people can take your uniform, why can't trade it out for a different one? It's not like I'm, it's not like I'm throwing this shit away or burning it or whatever. I'm giving y'all the jersey back so it could still be used. I just won't be wearing it. My star power won't be with that jersey number anymore, you know. So I, I don't think the players should have to pay for it. But it could be sticky situations sometimes with that because 
what if another player is wearing the number you want? Like, that's a weird situation. What if, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Would you, would the league allow you to just play them? Would players be allowed to, you know, trade on the side, trade numbers on the side? They got to pay each other for numbers that they want. What if somebody on the Browns um, want Odell number 13? Odell has been 13 his entire career, but somebody will be like, hey, I give you two mil if you let me get your 13 and we swap jerseys like that. That's that's interesting to see how the NFL would handle that. I think it's more so available numbers because before I think it was a rule where like running backs couldn't get like the single digit numbers, cornerbacks couldn't right. get single digits, but now they open that back up. But but yeah, they just opened it back up. So bro said Pat Peterson went back to seven. It's because he went to a new team. So he went to a new team. So he yeah. had no jerseys before. But if he would have stayed with um the Cardinals, if he would have stayed with the Cardinals and tried to change the seven, it would have been tougher because all of the jerseys that were made prior, he had to buy all of that inventory and then go to that number seven. Uh, you said 1.2 million ain't just a jersey. That's just a jersey, bro. Just for all of the inventory of the jerseys. Like you got to think about the popular players in the NFL, like Dalvin Cook. Like it's a lot of jerseys. He's the second most popular Viking jersey, like in or at least for Minnesota, at least. So, bro, around like the north and like the northeast, like a lot of damn Dalvin Cook jerseys are being sold. So that's all inventory that he would be buying if he wanted to change his number. All uh, right. And uh, the last one, eighty percent, by the way, won that poll for no. Uh, the last one, which film is better, Mortal Kombat nineteen ninety five or Mortal Kombat <laughs> two thousand twenty one? This one is also a dead tie, fifty fifty. This was thirty two votes. So it's a pretty accurate 50-50. I say 1995 was better. 1995, easily, bro. If y'all have not watched Mortal Kombat, the 2021 version, I would advise you to watch it. It's an enjoyable watch, but boy, we didn't get the fights until <laughs> real late. We didn't get the we didn't get the fights until real late in the movie. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I, I feel the action and the fights were definitely better in this movie, but the storyline was better in the first one. The character development was better in the first one. I, I don't know. I, I just feel like those two things made the first one still better. And the action was still pretty good in the first one, even though there's way more CGI and technology yeah. to make the shit better now. And that's what made it so better, or that's what a lot of people say is better. Like I said, I'm rocking out with 1995, which was better because the storyline, they had Liu Kang as the star. Like, that nigga Cole was so fucking whack, dog. <laughs> And I, oh, I see that nigga Jerome. He got a comment say, just kill off Cole. I completely agree. Like, that nigga Cole is weak as hell, dog. Just go back to that Luke Kang storyline and we'll be fine. I think so. And y'all just got to have back. a shorter, shorter story. Shorter story, more fights. And I think we'll be fine for Mortal Kombat 2. Because um, I, I said it in the review about the uh, how the director was saying uh, all the issues they had and how Johnny Cage couldn't get uh, casted yet and all that stuff. But he also said they didn't really have time or a budget to give each of these, well, not each, but he didn't have time to give two or three people their own separate movie to build up to a Mortal Kombat. So that's why they kind of had to just throw everything into this Avengers type of movie, everybody just assembling at one time. And he said that's kind of why they had to have so much storyline thrown into this first one. So with the second and third one that we will get, that's when I think it'll be like, okay, boom, we come and strain this shit. A lot of fighting, a little bit of storyline. And I think the first one just took the sacrifice of having all that storyline to where the second and third won't have to. I was like, maybe the movie should have been longer. 
Nah, yeah, we're, not I said that too. Story. Not if, if it's going to be if, a whole lot of story. Yeah, if it wasn't going to be story, they could have made the shit longer if it was more fights and all that shit. And that's what, and if you're going to make it longer yeah. with fights, then I agree. Yeah, I agree if you're going to make it longer with fights. Totally. But if you're going to make it longer just to give us more story, like, nah, you can keep it. Yeah, <laughs> you can definitely keep it. <laughs> all right, brother. Is that it for Two Wild Wednesday? Uh, yeah, that's it. All right, man. Let's move forward with uh, social media wants to know. And who wins the lineup of the decade? And this goes back to our Dash Radio squads, bro. Who you have for your squad? We're going to let the people decide. Uh, we're doing lineups or the top five first? Which one we doing? No, nah, we just doing the, the ones we drafted. Just the ones we drafted? I had... Y'all tell us who top five going to win. Y'all, y'all tell us who lineup going to win. Top six. I, had, I did have a six man. Oh, oh yeah. Top, top, top six. We, we got six mans too. So I got Clay. No, you got Clay. I had let me look at the names. Nah, so you had, you had, let me go first. I got my shit right here. I had Kawhi, Kyrie, Tatum, Embiid, LaMelo, and my sixth man was Dane. Think about how stacked that team is, bro. Like I can come off the bench with Dane. And I can have a Dame, I can have a Dame and Kyrie backcourt if I wanted to. Think about that. And I still got a B down low. Don't get me wrong. And I still got Kawhi on the wing. Just think about that squad, my nigga. And this is all from the 2011 to 2020 draft. So we just did a draft from uh, from those draft classes, the top players from that. So we just did a draft between those, and that was my squad. Now that he's out the way, I had Trey Young, Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, Clay Thompson, and Anthony Davis. And Zach Levine is coming off of the bench. Zach Levine off the bench? We like, running through your squad. Stopping my shit. No, we running through your squad, bro. I, I can have a back. I can have a backcourt of Dame and Kyrie, bro. I can I have, have a backcourt back of, of Dame Trey and, and Book. Both of my, both people in my backcourt, they're getting forty or fifty, no matter what night it is. Like one of them are getting forty. Who's Trey Young stopping? Every other night. Who is Trey Young stopping? Who you got again? I got, I got Kyrie. I got Dame, Lamelo. That, that's your backcourt. Who your, who's your backcourt? Who's my backcourt? I can go with Lamelo, and you can't say he trash on defense because Lamelo averaged two steals a game. Don't fuck that up, boy. So we, you, we, oh you yeah, really, we can guard that. We can guard you that. Really, you really act like you you finna act like um and I can, I can, I can get Dame off book. the bench now. Don't forget, you, I can get Dame off the bench. You acting like Melo finna guard book like that? Are you serious? Who finna? No, ain't nobody finna get stopped. But who finna slow niggas down? Yo, you ain't scoring. You're not slowing my really? squad down. We're You're not slowing, slowing my down. squad down. I have Clay Thompson, one of the best two-way players Who of this stopping? generation. He can guard Kyrie, and Kyrie going to give him a bucket. Nobody, Kyrie going to give him a bucket. Buckets. Nobody's We're just getting, getting buckets. buckets on I've seen Anthony Kyrie Davis. go at Clay Thompson, and I've seen Kyrie get the buckets. Zach Levine is a dog. Nobody's just running through Zach Levine. I have Damian Lillard. I don't like how you're just disrespecting my people. I have Damian <laughs> like, Lillard. I don't got, like, I I don't got Lillard, dogs. Bro. Thank you. Booker got Kobe in him. Thank you, Roby. No, what, what I'm talking what, what about, bro. Mean? What does that mean? Bro, I have Dame and Kyrie. But Kyrie has the real Kobe in him. Don't fuck that up, boy. <laughs> That's the Mamba mentality. Don't I'm fuck that you, up. Bro. That nigga I'm Kyrie, the real Mamba for real, bro. Well, so we, we're not saying he don't got it. I'm just, let, let's say it one more time. Mine is Trey Young, Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, Clay Thompson, and Anthony Davis with Zach Levine coming off the bench. That is my starting lineup plus my six men. Cause I got I got Tatum for Luka Doncic, so I ain't even worried about that nigga looking like that. Uh, I got Lamelo. I have Embiid. I have Tatum, Kyrie, Kawhi, 
and damn off my damn is off of my bench, bro. Just let that sink in, bro. I have the lineups <laughs> that I can have, bro. Just think about that. All right, bro. Y'all definitely let us know who has the best squad on uh, social media, or y'all can comment, man. Definitely let us know. All right, let's move forward with entertainment and current events. Let's move forward with Steve Harvey. He doesn't want to be your friend. All right. <laughs> Tatum not stopping Luca. Thank you, Ron. Tatum is not stopping Luca. Thank you so Who's much. Who started? But Luca ain't stopping Tatum. I've nobody told you, nobody stopping is stopping. Anybody. Nobody is stopping anybody. <laughs> I said that before. Nobody is stopping anybody. But Tatum played D now. Don't get that fucked up. And Luca he plays is more defense the next than Luca. face of the league. Luca is the next face of the league. So. He plays more defense than Luca. I'm blowing. We're blowing by Luca every time, though. That's what I'm saying. Okay. We're blowing by Luca every time. Okay. <laughs> that's why I said nobody's stopping anybody. But that's why I, I got Tatum. We gonna we gonna tire him out on the offensive end. We gonna tire him out. Luca gonna be tired. He out of shape. All right, man. Let's move forward with uh Steve Harvey though and his comments. I think these were comments from a couple of uh, a couple of years ago, actually. So let's uh get play the clip. Armor. Um, and trust and believe that guy that you think I don't have female friends. I don't. I'm I'm incapable of that. Why? And, what do you mean? Well, because you know, come on. Because you have a wife. Well, I have a wife and I don't I don't really have female friends because look okay, let's get rid of this myth <laughs> right here. Okay, I'm gonna okay. tell you this. Let's get rid of this right here. There you you're an attractive woman. There's some guy somewhere saying, Yeah, I'm we're friends. No, that's not true. He's your friend only because you have made it absolutely clear that nothing else is happening except this friendship we have. We remain your friends in hopes that one day there'll be a crack in the door, a chink in the arm, <laughs> and trust and believe that guy that you think is just your buddy, he will slide in that crack <laughs> the moment he gets the opportunity. Because we're guys. And you think most men think this way? 99.9% uh, .9 of us think that way. And it's funny as hell, bro, because I, I was I remember talking to you about this similar topic, bro. And I was just like, bro, niggas, bro, niggas can't be real friends with females, bro. Because if females give us the opportunity to slide in, niggas is going to take advantage, bro. Like, like Steve said, 99% of niggas is doing that. That 0.1% going to have respect for you and just going to be like, nah, we can cool being platonic. But 99.9% .9 of niggas, bro, are taking advantage of that. Even though we can be cool and respect each other, if you give me that chance, bro. Because I remember I was talking to you about it. We were talking about some chick. And I was like, bro, you telling me that if that chick don't give you that chance, you're not taking advantage? You had ended up saying no. But I was like, bro, I'm taking advantage. I don't know. Yeah, no. I can't. It depends. It depends. Like, first off, if I'm if I'm in a relationship, of course not. No, because that's cheating at that point. But if I'm single and if I'm single and I have female friends, I know which ones I real deal look at friends and which ones I don't. The ones that I dead ass look at as like my friends, like sister type shit, like, no, I wouldn't do that shit. But friends that I got that are like, How? yeah, yeah, what? Like, no, like, that's why, no, but that's why I said, bro, like, it's friends that you know for a fact you'll do it with. And then there's friends that you're like, nah, I just don't look at you that way. I got female friends that I used to look at, like, what that used to be friends with that I'm like, yeah, if the opportunity presented itself, I would. But then I also have female friends where it's like, no, like, that's that as my friend. That's my doll. Like, that's my sister type shit. I would never do that with her. Like, so I feel like you pick and choose who that's with. I can never say a guy can do that with every female friend they got. 
Hey, Denisha, he really only said this bullshit for you, dog. Because that I nigga said, bullshit. I said this before I was with her. I said this before. He did, though. He did. He did. I said this before I was even with her. He did. He did. He did. But I, I think he's still bullshitting. And I'm going to play this Chris Tucker tip. Not Chris Tucker, but Chris Rock tip. Just to prove that this nigga Eggert is capping. That's good. I like women. My mother's a woman. That helps. It's two minutes, so sit and relax. <laughs> you know what cool thing about women? Women get to have platonic friends. He's my pal. He's my bud. He's my platonic friend. I love him like a brother. He's my bud. My platonic friend. Men don't have platonic friends, okay? We just have women we haven't fucked yet. Totally agree. <laughs> as soon as I figure this out, I'm in there. <laughs> Some platonic friends, but oh, thank well, you. I got some, but they all by accident. There you Every go. There you go. Calm down. I made a wrong turn somewhere and ended up in the friend zone. Oh no, I'm in the friend zone. Oh. <laughs> 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 Women keep platonic friends forever. Why? Because you never know. That's right. They get rid of girlfriends every six months. What happened to Pam? She thinks she cute. <laughs> but they keep them platonic friends forever. Why? Because you never know. <laughs> what happened to Carol? You can't hang with her. But they keep them platonic friends forever. Why? Because you never know. <laughs> you know what a platonic friend is to a woman? It's like a dick in a glass case. <laughs> In case of emergency, break open glass. <laughs> and fellas, if your woman got platonic friends, that's who she'll be fucking when you mess up. One of them guys you ain't even thinking about, boy. She be crying on the show. I can't believe this happened. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's gonna happen to you. You know the next man to fuck your woman. You've met him. He's been in your house. He's ate your food. He's drank your wine, and he shall betray you. Definitely agree, bro. Because I, I, I remember we had this conversation before, and I was like, bro, I truly don't have any female friends because I know myself. Like, and I know why I was attracted to you or attracted to be friends with you in the first place, bro. I'm not talking about it, somebody like I grew up with or I met through somebody, but somebody that I wanted to have a friendship with. It started from a lusty, a lusty perspective in the first place, bro. So I was like, I can't really have a few of my friends from my perspective. And, I, and I'm glad Cynthia just said this. Please put Cynthia comment up here. It's the same for women. We have some that are friend zone and some that the timing just isn't right or something of that sort. So we just go with the flow. It's like we're not really looking for it to be anything. Like, just go with the flow. If we like each other, we like each other. But if Cynthia, just friends, but Cynthia, we just friends. If if somebody was to give you that opportunity, if the opportunity, it's more so for males than it is for females. Females always can have a dick around, for, for lack of a better word. But, Don't say for, it like that. <laughs> but honestly, yeah, like it's it's easy for it's easy for females because it's just like niggas are niggas are easy. That's basically what I'm saying. Niggas are easy. But I'm saying, if from a male perspective, bro, if a female was to give you that chance, even if you were a friend for a long ass time, we were, we got, we became friends with you for a reason, bro. 
We didn't just want to become friends with you because you had a good personality. It was something more to that that they were attracted to you by. And I think that's something involved. So that if you gave us the opportunity, if, 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 if that true. happened, we're going to take advantage, bro. I really think. This is not true. This is not true. I don't, we, I don't we, know. We, we, have two, we have two niggas that just said it clearly. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's just me. But like I said, it's certain females that I've met that I dead ass can be friends with. And it's certain females I've met where it's like, okay, yeah, maybe if the opportunity presents itself, okay, cool. I'll let it happen. So just because I find it's you, a, a, like, a, thank you. Just because I find you attractive, that don't mean I'm just going to try to talk but that, to that's, you. Like, but that's that's more so respect. That's more so a respect thing. If a dude and a, and a female are, are cool, but y'all attracted to each other, that's cool. Y'all respect each other to not act on it. But... That one day when a nigga like fuck the respect, I like how you looking right now. They take advantage. I, like that's from a male's perspective, that's what they're going to do. They're going to take advantage, bro. If you give them that opportunity, even though we respected it for a long time, we could be friends for two years. But after those two years, it's just like damn, I'm really trying to get with you type shit. And the girl can still be trying to friend zone. We're going to try to take advantage of that situation. And like Chris Tucker said, it's going to be a situation. Some shit going to try to go down. You can still block them and be like, nah. But then that's going to be like a friendship is cut off. Because then you're going to be like, nah, you ain't on that friendship that I'm trying to be on type shit. We already know how that situation go. But I think most niggas in their mind try to have something more than friendship most of the time. They try to get friends with females. Truthfully. And that's why I say like I said, I've been in that situation before. I ain't gonna act like I just ain't never did that shit or tried that shit. I'm just saying thank it's you, not always you, the case. That's not always. But at some point, you was like, I right, clap them buns. Not with the people that yes. I don't look at like that. Like, no. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying, especially, bro. Especially if you somebody like I grew up with or something like that. Like, come on now. Like, I really ain't looking at you like that if I grow with you. Like, come on, bro. Man, that nigga eggered on some other shit, Rome. I'm with your ass, bro. Man, it's if I some, look at a female, it's some friends that I grew up with that I'm like, I would talk to her now. And then it's some friends I grew up with where it's like, nah, I still look at you like my dog. I still look at you like my sister type shit. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. Hey, Denisha, I'm maybe, glad you're here, sir. So you can see your, your nigga trying to be faithful on this podcast. Maybe, maybe yeah. I'm that one percent. Maybe I'm that one percent. <laughs> That's know. what I'm saying. You you might be, <laughs> even though I still think it's bullshit. What what did Denisha? <laughs> nah, because I don't like my male friends. They're literally my, my brothers. All right. But I like like I said though, it's more so for males when the those comedians were going by. It's more so a male thing than a female. Female can have male friends because they think that shit all right. But from the male's mind, they're like, Steve, I'm trying to cut. First the fuck off, I can't trust what Steve is saying anyway. Steve is known for cheating, so he's dead ass just telling about himself anyway. So I, I can't even, like, I don't know what to think with Steve. When Steve said that, he was saying, <laughs> he basically said, I can't have female friends because I'm already on my third marriage and I've cheated like twice already in my other marriages. So no i think steve was i think steve was always like this like even before his marriage i think steve was just like i can't have female friends because i know what i would eventually want to do to you and that's why rome said before he's kind of snitching on the game like damn nigga, that's what a lot of niggas mindsets really are they want to be friends with you just to get close to you that's what most niggas do they try to get close to you like that and they feel like that's the best way and then that comes along but most females want to just still be friend zoning and all that bullshit but i don't know bro uh got some more know. comments Said you're right and wrong. Haven't really had a male friend that uh, didn't find me attractive, but wouldn't take it there either, or they disrespected me. They respected you, and that's what most dudes doing. But give them that opportunity, though. Give them the sign. Watch out that nigga. Hey, 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 it's not, watch out that nigga's house. 
I ain't saying y'all wrong. I don't know. I'm just saying it's also niggas who ain't like that. Just how it's majority of niggas who are like that, but it's some niggas who ain't like that. So yeah, y'all trying to get Eggert to say something? No, that nigga capping though. <laughs> I said it. I said I did it. I said I did it. I had my. I've had my time where I did that shit, so I'm not gonna sit here and act like I'm perfect. I definitely had my time when I did that shit, but. Uh, and yeah. Denisha, this comment for you, she uh, Rome said, and your brothers in their mind saying like, they clap. Facts. That's true, bro. Like, even though we keeping it I, real, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I, All I, right, don't, bro, let's... I don't know how to read niggas' minds, so I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, if you're just, hey, just going by consensus, my nigga, they, they want to clap you, my nigga. So that's why girls got to be safe, because hey, on the back of a nigga mind, they do want to do this shit. We just giving y'all the insight in the male perspective. That's all this is. <laughs> all right, bro. Uh, let's move forward with the Oscars, man. What happened at the Oscars? Uh, I just wanted to point out uh, that a lot of black people did win some awards. Did not watch the Oscars. Did not watch any highlights of the Oscars. But I'm pulling up some awards. I know Chadwick right Boseman now. didn't win. And I realized yeah, was... this was what you were talking about before because you said um, you said Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield both were like supporting characters. I didn't know which award show you were talking about. But that was for the Oscars. I didn't understand yeah. why Lakeith wasn't a main like actor. Why That's he was in supporting? I'm That's I'm like, what I'm saying, um, bro. Cause who ended up winning um for over Chadwick, bro? Who ended up winning over Chadwick? I think it was Anthony Hopkins, uh, Hannibal Lecter. Let me see. Let me see. They only got like three awards up here. Fuck. I yeah, gotta I go to Google. Anthony... Yeah. Yeah, I think it was Anthony Hopkins who ended up winning like the main actor best like lead actor award and that was somebody who played Hannibal Lecter but he also played in I forgot what the movie is called was it called Father or some shit like that he won that over Chadwick Boseman that kind of had a lot of people in a stir so that, that's really the only award I think Daniel Kaluuya got his first Oscar so definitely shout out to Daniel Kaluuya but I think Lakeith should have got his Oscar bro Lakeith should have got an Oscar um, Anthony Hopkins won best actor in a leading role Daniel Kaluuya won best what supporting movie was that, actor though, bro? what movie was uh, Anthony Hopkins Anthony Hopkins that was the father the father that's what I thought yeah it was for the yeah. father yep 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 uh who else and won? Chadwick Boseman was for what Ma Rainey was that for Ma Rainey yeah Ma Rainey right mm -hmm. uh Academy Award for best original song it was her her won and what was her song Fight for You. That was the song she won for. And Academy Award for Best Animated Feature, Jamie Foxx won for Soul. So yeah, shout out to I the like black to see actors that. and actresses. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that nigga Jamie Foxx, I see he was at Tyree's house. And Tyree's had a really yeah. eventful, a real eventful Sunday night. How he was shaving. Why, why does he post everything, bro? I don't, I don't understand know. that with Tyrese. I, I don't know. I don't know. This nigga Tyrese posts everything. He had he was shaving I, his girl pussy, I guess. That's what it seemed I don't like. Surprised. <laughs> and, he, and then he gave Jamie Foxx his Oscar award. He did that all in the same night, and he didn't even have the decency to change his shirt. Like, that nigga's a real nasty nigga, bro. He a nasty nigga, dog. I swear to God, bro. <laughs> that nigga Tyrese is different, dog. Crazy, crazy. <laughs> that nigga, nigga Tyrese wild, is different. <laughs> what more do you want from me? <laughs> bro, he made the dark skin community look so lame. <laughs> that would be the funniest shit ever. Oh, my God. That would go down as one of the funniest internet videos ever. Yeah, bro, I ain't got the video, bro. I ain't got the video, man. I should have got, got the video. Yeah, I ain't got the video, oh, but that shit nigga tripping. <laughs> yeah, that nigga Tyrese, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But um, but yeah, that was the one thing I took away from the Oscars, though. I thought Lakeith definitely should have been the lead actor, and he should have won the lead actor award. Exactly. I don't know why him and Kalua were both in supporting. It really didn't make sense to me. All right, bro, let's move on to Dr. Umar comments. What you have for this? Uh, Dan, you ain't get the clip. I thought you would have one of the clips. But he, what uh, clip was it? It was the, um... It was like three of them. He talked about Naomi Osaka and how she, how she should have represented Haiti instead of Japan. He talked about Joe Biden. The Joe Biden one was the most popular clip. He talked about the Micaiah Bryant situation. He talked about everything basically that's been going on since 2021 started. And he, he made a lot of valid points. And I remember he was talking. I remember I seen the clip of him talking about um, Micaiah Bryant. And he was basically oh, saying Bryant. what... Yeah, he was talking about Makai Bryant, and I remember that one because um, he was saying the same thing that we've been saying, how the Asian community begin all this love, they begin all these laws passed, and we here been getting killed for damn centuries and decades, and we ain't got no laws passed. They just got rid of the Emmett Till lynching law, so it's like they really not moving fast enough for blacks when y'all see every week that we're getting killed. That was basically the basics of what he said. I remember he said that with the, uh, Makai Bryant. I didn't see the other clips, though. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she, she was crazy. That's interesting about the um about the Osaka point though, bro. Because I didn't even, first of all, I didn't even know she was from Haiti. I thought she was from her. Uh, her father is Haitian and her mother is Japanese, and she was born in Japan. But she identifies oh. as a black woman, and that was the thing about that was probably the only thing Charlemagne kind of disagreed with him about throughout his whole interview was. Naomi Osaka is pro-black with everything. She identifies as a black woman. She speaks up on black causes. She contributes to communities in the U.S. and everything when it comes to supporting black people and businesses. So she does a lot of pro-black shit. It's just she chose to represent Japan when it came to the tennis shit because it's like, hey, I'm pro-black with everything else. I'll embrace my mama's side with this one thing. But Dr. Umar was like, nah, she need to represent her her dad's um uh her dad's country haiti especially with everything negative going on in haiti right now and a lot of people represent where they grew up if she grew up and was born in japan she gonna rep japan like she ain't gonna rep haiti a place where she probably hasn't really been to unless she's just visited there to see her uh, her dad people she's gonna represent japan and that's for a lot of people if you're black and you're in the uk you're gonna represent the uk it don't matter where you got your other blackness if your daddy is haitian you're gonna rep the uk and I think it's the same thing with that. It's just wherever you were, wherever you were born or wherever you grew up is where you're going to rep. That's period. Like you're just not out of the blue going to say, oh, I'm going to rep this Haitian shit. It's like that shit is weird, bro. And you're trying to push it too far, I feel. And yeah, that was the only thing I really disagree with him, too, because I'm like, yeah, OK, I understand that would have been your time to because Naomi Osaka ain't going no, nowhere. She could still choose to represent Haiti in the next shit that she do or whatever. But I just didn't like the fact he was calling her out on so many on so many things regarding what she represents when it comes to her sport because it's like she has a black boyfriend she identifies as black she's pro-black with everything she speaks up about everything and she contributes to a lot of shit i feel like umar was just nitpicking when it came to you need to represent haiti instead of japan i'm like come on bro like you really nitpicking at that point so i I just didn't agree with that but everything else i agree with because he he called out joe biden and kamala harris a lot and he Mm -hmm. told them he was like look Joe Biden told y'all, y'all not black if y'all don't vote for me. Well, you ain't really doing no shit right now to show that you really for black people. And I told people that. I was like, yes, I'd rather prefer Joe Biden to be in office rather than Donald Trump. But I don't want it to be a situation where once he gets in office, we take that pressure off him. No, we need to keep that pressure on him and Kamala Harris neck 
Like, I feel like we got to stay on them. We need to vote with a lot of other shit when it comes to our state electors, when it comes to our city electors and all that. And we need to keep pushing the envelopes of getting bills passed, getting acts approved and all that. Don't just chill now because Trump ain't in there. No, we as people need to stay on Joe Biden net because he was bold as fuck when he said y'all ain't black. If y'all don't vote, yeah, <laughs> that, that shit definitely was nuts, bro. That shit was definitely nuts, and I and I agree with everything that he was saying, especially with everything that you're seeing, Joe. And you passing all these Asian laws, and transgender then, every, shit, and all that. Come on, bro. No disrespect to what they got going on, but we've been getting trying to get through this for years, centuries, and you still not trying to give us no love. That shit is nuts, bro. That shit is nuts. But let's move forward with uh past the ox. This is going to be our one hit wonder versus debut. So yes. the tracks that we got for today are uh what do we have for today, bro? We have one thousand miles by who? I don't know a name. I thought you had a name. We put I don't a video. Know. <laughs> my Vanessa, hey, my Vanessa Carlton is her name. We got yeah a thousand miles, and we also have call me baby a car by Carly uh, Rae Jepsen. Yeah. So definitely let us know who wins out of these two for the verses. Five minutes later. Ah, I don't know who I want. I don't know who I want to win. Bro, I'm going with Carly Ray. I gotta get out of Carly Ray, bro. Just listening to these songs right now. Ah. Carly Ray definitely got that junk, bro. I gotta give it to I gotta give it to a thousand miles though. A thousand miles, bro. That shit hit the black culture like crazy when white shit came <laughs> out, bro. That shit had a hold on us when that movie came out. No, I promise you, if you go around any black group, it don't matter. You can go around the most gangster That's dudes fast, ever. Bro. You go around anybody. Play a thousand miles. As soon as they hit that piano, niggas gonna look at each other like, you got the first part or I got the first part. <laughs> <laughs> I promise to God. That that song changed the culture. I gotta give it to a thousand miles. I gotta get that to Carly Ray. That shit was funky. That shit kind of weird though. Cause I it kind of reminds me of the actual verses. Like in a verses, like when two songs go up against each other, it's just like, oh, this song you would think is clearly better. But then when you listen in real time, it's like, damn, the song I really wasn't expecting to win one. And I gotta give it to Carly Ray, bro. Gotta give it to Carly Ray. I think she won this verses. Y'all let, let us know, man. Who won, bro? Who won this versus debut? We are going to continue to do this, and we have more black artists and other things like that. But we want to stick it to One Hit Wonders for now. Let me get this track. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> that shit is fire. Y'all niggas tripping. <laughs> All right. Y'all niggas tripping. All right, bro. What you got for Song of the Week? Song of the Week is... Oh, what's the name of What's the name of it? It's by Moneybag Yo off of his new album, Gangsta's Pain. My song of the week is I Believe You. I believe you. I got Promise You This by Snoop Dogg. Bro, I've been fucking that a lot lately. Definitely get on that Snoop. That just come on in 2017. And it's funny how long Snoop done been around, dog. Snoop done been around since the fucking 80s, early 90s. And he was Facts. making damn tra tracks in 2017 still. That shit is fucking nuts, bro. Shout out to Snoop. That nigga definitely a goat for sure, for sure. Uh oh, I wanted to bring us something else too. We should start having comedy verses, bro. Not on the podcast, but like just when it was like um just like when DMX had ended up passing, a lot of people said that that verses really gave him the flowers that he deserved. And I think that we should have a comedy versus as well because these comedians need their flowers too. 
And I think that would be a good way to show it. Them just going back and forth with each other, just telling jokes, some shit like that. I will fuck with that if they were to think of that, bro. Of the versus community comedy. Me versus. too. I just want to say one thing. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg, use a bitch. Uh, if you are watching us on Facebook right now and our video has paused or anything like that, uh, copyright infringement. So, yeah, due to the songs. Ah. So, Mark Zuckerberg, one more time, use a bitch. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, bro. So what you got? Uh oh yeah. Also, we have been doing movie and show reviews. We have been doing Snowfall, uh, Invincible, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We just came out with a Mortal Kombat review. Definitely check that out. Uh, what else we got coming up, bro? Uh Concrete Cowboy. Uh Concrete. what else? What else? Um Loki coming out this summer. Be uh be looking forward to that for so all of our Marvel shit can continue. Uh a lot of shit honestly whatever y'all watching and y'all feel y'all like y'all want to suggest to us please let us know whether it's a movie or a show if it's a show try not to give us no shit that's like 10 plus seasons like give us some <laughs> shit that we could be yeah. updated on and know what we talking about with so hell yeah all right bro so i think that's the end of the podcast bro you can hit it with the social media you can follow us on Twitter at QE Podcast One. You can follow us on Instagram at Q A N D E Podcast. You can follow and like our Facebook page. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Click the notification bell so you can see anytime that we drop new episodes. And our email, Q A N D E Podcast at gmail.com for any business inquiries, questions, or concerns. Yes, and subscribe to all of our podcast platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. And definitely subscribe to our YouTube. Just type in Q and sign E Podcast. And definitely subscribe to my YouTube. Just type in Quincy Hicks and definitely subscribe. We appreciate you guys for listening with all the comments and all that. We definitely appreciate y'all. And we out. Peace.